Welcome to Season 2020, Episode 19 of the Pacino Report, the podcast that gets past the hype and talks about what's really going down in the MotoGP paddock. It is an Orange Army weekend, with KTM breaking their duck and scoring an historic first win. But there's plenty of other talking points. Before we kick off, it's a warm welcome to my partners in crime. Firstly, Andra, you've witnessed history in the making. What did you think of last weekend's action in the Czech Republic? <laughs> I'm still confused because we, we talked about all these things and we predicted all these things and everybody's mind blown. But I've stopped. <laughs> I've now decided I don't have any friends during the motorbike season. I think that's advice <laughs> I got given by you guys. And I'm not making any more social plans till this is all done so you are I'm, now I'm completely hooked and You're i'm sitting here right now in a vr46 t-shirt just so everyone knows also manuel is in a nice shirt and Stu is wearing star wars pajamas so we've asked him <laughs> not to show us his lightsaber because thank goodness you can't see you can't see us but it's oh my god lightsaber this <laughs> is it cold in Queensland, Stu? Yeah, very cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you call the little ones? It's, it's not a sabre. It's a it's a, it's a bayonet. It's a, it's a light bayonet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to talk to your wife about this. <laughs> but the, I think the biggest thing for me and that I'm excited to hear Manuel's opinion about is the whole crash when Zarco took out Pole. What, who, from my opinion, I feel like neither of them possibly at fault because I don't understand how they could have seen each or not seen each other but it, they obviously I don't mean to run into each other yeah but, of course all right it was a Manuel's crazy, eyes are lit incident. up so so over to the boss man himself hey here he is tell Manuel. us Manuel hi tell Andra, us all. Hi, well uh, <laughs> hey. how hi to all our listeners and uh, really we we lived uh, a very excited Grand Prix last weekend. Super excited. I think that oh, yeah. it's the most confusing, excited, and amazing <laughs> race that I have seen. And I have seen around 400 or 500 Grand Prix, right? Yeah, but you, you saw Hareth won two, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so it has been amazing. But before answering, answering uh, Andrew about the incident between Sarko and Paul, I would like to to hear your opinion first. Stu, what do you think happened there? Yeah, see, I, I'm i of the opinion that, unfortunately, I do think Zarko has to take a little bit of or more blame for it. And, and I don't know if it was really worth a penalty, but he knew where Paul was. I agree. He probably couldn't see him because he was, he was hanging off the right-hand side of the bike. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't be able to see him. But he knew he was there. He knew what was going to happen. Um, so um, I don't but it's a tough one because as you say but not knew it was going to happen because they obviously have these close calls and if they yeah, hadn't hit each he, other wall he knew that guy was going to come straight back onto the racing line but uh, you know he, oh. he he wouldn't have assumed that, that Paul was going to be that quick to get back into that tight racing line so quickly so it's, <laughs> I wish you guys could see Manuel's face oh yeah now it's a hard one it's a hard one what what did what did you make of it Andrew um <laughs> Yeah, uh, like same. I just sit there and went, he can't, he can't have possibly have seen him. Yeah. And I think, I think he went wide the corner before as well. Mm. So yeah, it's um, like a double Paul, apex corner, yeah. Yeah. So you know, any anyone would have taken the opportunity to try and beat him around the corner. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, I know that Paul said in, did Paul say in social media or to some dodgy journalist somewhere? Yeah. Um, that he thinks that he 
he that um, Zarko could have avoided the contact, but he chose not to. Chose but not to. That's again, right. they don't mean to hit each other. No. Do well, they? He's a crazy Frenchman. Who knows? <laughs> okay, Manuel, come on. Take, well, go on. get rid of well, this suspense. Let, let, let me give you my point of view. It's just my point of view, okay? Okay. okay. Yeah. What, what we saw basically is two riders doing what they are supposed to do being riders. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's in the DNA of, of the rider, of a rider that when he loses the line, he goes back to the line as fast as possible. This, yeah. every mm -hmm. rider does this. Okay? And it's also in the DNA of every rider that when he sees, uh, how do you say? Um, a gap. A gap, an empty space, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. just dives Go into for it. it. So yep. mm. both did what they are supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing is racing incident. But. Okay, yes. As long <laughs> as there is not a rule, because, look, if you have an incident uh, with the car, okay, the car who hits another car from behind is also always guilty of hitting the car in front. At mm -hmm. least I don't know how it works in Australia, but here... Same. The same. So because mm -hmm. the guy who is yep. in the back has the whole picture of what is happening. This uh, rule yep. this rule doesn't exist in MotoGP. Right? We saw the mm -hmm. same incident happening in Jerez uh, two years ago, remembers too, with mm -hmm. Pedrosa, yep. Dovizioso, and Lorenzo. And attention, in Barcelona 2012, there mm -hmm. was an incident between Paul Espargaro and Alex Marquez, I, and Mark Marquez. An incident mm -hmm. that finished in court because... <laughs> well, this was a Moto2 incident, oh, wasn't really? it? Really? A Moto2, yes. Because that time, uh, Mark Marquez lost, or he ran wide, he lost the real line, and Paul Espargaro, mm -hmm. who was battling with him, just dived... Took the gap took the gap and Marquez came back and hit Paul and Paul crashed. After uh. that race, Paul Espargaro said, the guy who comes from outside should look <laughs> to the guy who is inside. So I think that Paul has a very short memory, right? Yep. Yeah. So I believe there's a word for that. I believe that's called karma. But impulse defense too. If you've got a bike that's coming around and they're out wide, he's probably not assuming they're going to jump straight back into the line or should you? No, no. Look, both did, again, there was nobody's fault because both did mm. what they had to do. Mm. It's, yep. it's right mm, yep. that Zarko was the one who is behind and he saw the big picture. But Paul knew that Zarko was there mm. because they yep. had just so, crossed... I mean, I they had just crossed the finish line and he saw on the board exactly. zero zero. Yep. That yeah. meant so he knew mm, that he knew he was at, right there. That so at the end, I think that the penalty should not have happened. And that's my opinion. Mm. It's a racing yeah. They weren't quite lucid uh, enough to make a call so quickly. Possibly. So uh, as long as there is no written rule mm -hmm. it was a race incident. And I tell you something mm. more. If the if they start to write rules about every maneuver, then this will turn into the Formula One. That is something oh, yeah, yeah. that we don't want. 
Mm-hmm. And they'll be putting mirrors on bikes and indicators, and then it will be World Superbike. <laughs> and roundabouts. With mirrors <laughs> and roundabouts and cars coming the other way. So exactly. that, that, that's my idea about okay. the incident, and I think uh, this is how it has to be looked at. Yeah, I think I'm very so. happy with your opinion. I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, Manuel, outside of that, how was your viewing experience in sunny Spain? We were here all wrapped up in blankets in Australia in the middle of the night, trying to stay warm. But obviously, you're in beautiful sunny Spain in in, uh, in summer at the moment. What are what are some of your key takeaways that, that you've taken away from Bernay this year? Well, there are uh, keys, a whole list about this. Okay, I have written down a list, and let's go through it. And then, if you want, we can comment it, or maybe you have other things on that list. I would start sure. with that list with Honda. Okay, <laughs> look, yeah. uh, we there has been already three Grand Prix, and we haven't seen a Honda on the podium. Yes. Who's Honda? Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was going to say when he said start with Honda, I said, what, is this a reverse grid again? Or? Well, we will see later that. Okay. Last time, yeah, last time there had been uh, no Hondas on the podium in the first three Grand Prix was in 1989. Really? Wow. So, 1989. So, the situation ha- of Honda, look, they aren't actually in the championship and nobody expects them to be you know in a ironical no, way that's right the first yeah. honda mm-hmm. finished eighth i think uh 12 seconds behind the leader okay this is um, yeah. key number one key number two something uh, heavy is happening inside ducati we saw mm-hmm. the winner of the race two years ago and the, se- the runner-up of the r- last year race finishing 11th in the race and being completely lost the whole weekend in ducati something heavy is happening okay another do you think it is what's your what what do you think this yeah what's going on at ducati if you don't know make something up yeah no 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 (laughs) ducati it's a it's a problem with the new tire i think we can go through this uh when we deep deeper in these keys okay key number three valentino is right valentino was right because why because valentino has uh, shown that as soon as yamaha has given him what he asked for and they didn't give him mm. as soon as they did he has done a podium in jerez and he could have finished yep. on the podium here if he if his start would have been better so valentino yes. was mm. right and you can his see his lap times were fantastic and the attitude especially the attitude valentino smiles yep. again he jokes again he has fun. Mm-hmm. You can see this immediately. Okay. What Valen- was it that he wanted? What did he? Or are we going to go into these deeper? Yeah, later, later. Let's just Shall I save go, my go, questions. Yeah, go go through that. Okay. So Valentino, right? The another key point: Vinales played again lottery. So Vinales has been once again the big disappointment. He started the championship as a real challenger to Mark, and luckily mm. Mark is not there. And Vinales. He's mm-hmm. every Grand Prix he shows that he is not mature enough. We go through this yeah. and it, mm-hmm. and there is a very clear explanation. Then another key. What, did, did he punch a gypsy? I feel like I can I, see him thinking. No, instead I, of I, just. I think he punched a gypsy. What, what does, does that this mean? mean? He's he's been cursed. A gypsy is bad cursed luck. Him. Yeah. Because no, he he's just—he always <laughs> seems to make the wrong decision at the wrong time. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, luck. absolutely. He must have kicked someone's cat. 
Absolutely, but it's uh, well. We go down there to this later. Rins, Alex Rins. Oh, yeah. Alex Rins has shown in Bernau that he is a real strong and mature challenger for the championship. The way yeah. he has managed his uh, weak physical condition and mm -hmm. this rear soft tire during the race to finish fourth, fantastic. Chapeau, as yeah. the Frenchman said to mm -hmm. Alex Rins. Next mm. key point. Obviously, KTM. President's K, uh, president of KTM, Stefan Pirer, must be laughing loud in back in Austria because when he, his company entered the championship, he said with a big mouth that he, KTM would win the championship with their own ideas, which means a steel trellis frame that mm, that KTM yep, mm -hmm. would win with his own suspensions that KTM mm -hmm, would WP. win with his own riders and at that mm -hmm. time everybody laughed at him because it was just Everyone going laughed, yeah. yeah he was he was going against the how do you say the river you know the flow yeah, of the river the yeah. yeah yep everybody and said go go back to dirt bikes exactly so <laughs> he must be laughing a lot because everything he di he said that he was going to do so far, he has done it. He did. Fantastic. Mm. And my exactly. last key point, my last key point is uh, about the VR46, how do you call them? Students? Boys? The alumni, kids. yeah, yeah the, the students. Yep. Yeah, they have, uh, we have seen in Brno that they have graduated. We saw Bayaya doing very well in Jerez and we saw Morbidelli mm -hmm. doing second. So. Valentino and his crew has done a really good job and we have to congratulate oh, yeah. them because they have put these young guys helping them all the way through mm. and now they are real MotoGP riders. They're putting some so excitement good. into Moto, in the MotoGP. It's, it's fun to watch them. They are really, really good. And you can um, see their yeah. united fam, like how they're yep. just so supportive of each other and they're all, yeah, that excited energy. Well, these yeah, are my, my 10 so key points. Good. you have any other? Um, they were the main ones that, yeah, that, that I had as well, realistically. I think the, the KTM, I think uh, the, there's, a, there's a lot in the press. I did want to talk a little bit about the, the, the reasons for success behind KTM, but I know a lot of that's coming out in the media these days and we don't really like to talk about what everyone else is talking about. Um, but I think it is well, well worth mentioning the input that KTM's had from, from their test rider um test riders as, as well so i know manuel you've got some personal relationships there is there any uh, behind the scenes stories or any comments you wanted to make about that yes look um we have i have uh, had the opportunity to speak with danny pedrosa right and mm -hmm. he had told me look what is uh, very important in this case is that ktm tested in berno in july Right, they had a lot of information. Yep. They really yep. uh, prepared that race in July, the same way they have prepared the race in Austria for next weekend. And Danny told me, "Look, we know that we will be very competitive in certain circuits, and this was before Berno. But we also mm -hmm. know that there will be others where we will be weak. So we haven't got." there already but what we have mm. is some scenarios we have them worked out very well and we saw that mm -hmm. in Bernal 
you know yeah so yeah, exactly. you have to see you have to understand that uh, it's just a race you know it, again I, I always yeah. say after after Jerez we all we all most of the people saw Fabio Quartararo world champion after two yeah, races he was going to walk the, away with it mm -hmm. wasn't he that's right yeah. you know because at the end what counts it what happens at the end so you cannot be, get overexcited and now think wow KTM is going mm. to win Brand Binder is the big fish and so on okay they did well yeah. they will Could do it well different next week <laughs> no they will do it well in Austria because it's their home Grand Prix but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. I heard you mention there that um, Danny was saying that they've done a lot of work in Brno and they understand that circuit and they know and like that circuit. And also Austria, the Red Bull ring, it's, it's their home track. They've done a lot of work there and they know that circuit. It's got long straights as well. It suits their, their engine. And they've pretty much developed their bike around that track. So are we expecting another really, really good showing from KTM this next weekend? Andrew, what do you reckon? I was just going to say, as as you mentioned, one of our listeners actually um, communicated with me over the weekend his frustration. He was like, why haven't the commentators mentioned Danny Pedrosa? Because he's obviously had a big part oh, in yeah. preparing the bike. So can you just explain to me a little bit? I understand you've got your test riders. Um, they obviously test ride and help give suggestions for the bike and that sort of thing. Would Would he have a lot of satisfaction knowing that he's had that input considering he's not the one that was on the bike when it won or what's it like for a test rider look i te i texted uh sunday afternoon with danny who was hidden in a hotel near berno he was there <laughs> <laughs> cool he was not on the track he was in the hotel and basically well, even he couldn't get in exactly and he told me the most important sentence is Brad, Brad's victory, I feel like mine. So Aww, beautiful. I won, I won on Sunday in Bernau. That's, that's what Danny yep. said. That's, that's team. Yeah. yeah. And he has put so much effort and so much experience. Because apart from being fast, that the difference that Danny makes with the other uh, test rider is that a part of doing his job on the bike, he shows the garage and technicians how to work that mm -hmm. was the other thing i was gonna i was gonna see if we can can you can you dig into that a little bit more for, for andrew and some of the other listeners that might not know exactly the, yeah the the width of what a test rider does what when he's off the bike yeah how is how has he done that in the garage look in, in the case of danny ktm is a huge brand but a brand that un, until three four years ago was super specialized in off-road you know motocross, enduro, parida car, rallies, and this stuff. So they went into, into road racing and they had not experience in road racing, okay? So they hired, they spent a lot of money in hiring technicians all over the paddock. Technicians that from different countries with different languages mm. and they put them together in the garage. Imagine, how do you call the bubble tower? many languages yeah, everybody yeah. talking mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. at the end and it takes time mm -hmm. it's not you don't get the best team putting together the best people mm -hmm. you get the best team yeah. making it work as a team right mm. yeah so yeah. they started to work and they, when they went when they went to testing and it's very important to have a 
really proper schedule to test. So to test first, the, the order to test is important. And KTM had not experienced, so they tested maybe, let's say, uh, chassis, then aerodynamic, and then uh, whatever. Okay, mm. so, mm -hmm. but you don't, at the end, you don't know which influence on the bike has each part of what you are testing. So yeah, what, exactly. what Danny did is organize the testing procedure, apart nice. from lapping on the track. And this has been the key. Beautiful, mm. perfect. And he's clearly doing an amazing job. I've, I enjoyed watching Brad go over that finish line so much. I thought it was fantastic. Would have been better if Paul was up there, but mm, as we say, maybe that's a little bit of karma coming back to bite him. Hopefully yeah. it won't happen again. Hopefully he's had his little bit of karma now. And he can learn from that. And, um, and, and Stu, I result. tell you something. Uh, I figured out that good part of what happened to Paul, he was doing a lot of mistakes before crashing. He was overexcited. Mm. Why? Because he saw a guy who had arrived in the garage three Grand Prix ago, and he was the one who was going to get the victory and the, how do you say, the glory of winning with the yeah. KTM. Mm -hmm. After him mm -hmm. being in KTM for four years, he was completely yeah. out of control, completely mad. Yep. yep. Yeah, the commentators yeah, yeah. were mentioning that as well. They, were, they said that a few times. It's like, oh, how's Paul going to feel if Brad gets the first victory? He would have been the indeed. one, yeah, wanting to bring it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, and Do you know what got me most excited? And I'm jumping points now. I'm going to your last Go point. On. Seeing Franco come in oh. second. The There's some. Uh, he's my latest. I'm gonna have to. I, he's my. Get rid of Rossi now. I'm. I'm all about Franco. No, not really. Um, there's just something about him because, like we spoke about, he's got that surfy. And every time they they go to him waiting, he just looks so zen. Like he's just. He he's seems like such a cool dude. He's just. Yep. There is that, a yeah, look, that was amazing. Franco, uh, what happened with Franco? It's so interesting. So interesting. Once again, after the race. Um, Franco more or less said the following. Look, last year, when we started last year, I was supposed to be the number one rider of that team, the Petronas team. Mm -hmm. But suddenly the yep. figure of Fabio came out and uh, Fra uh, Franco was completely overshadowed. He disappeared. Nobody spoke mm -hmm. about yeah. him. Okay, so Franco told, told us, look, when the season finished, I decided that this wouldn't happen again because my season was had been a very tough season mentally mm. so i decided not again and i started to work to work harder than ever harder stronger mm -hmm. with more commitment mm -hmm. so obviously the question was didn't you work hard enough before Ah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe so, he's just got his focus. And Andra, the answer was fantastic. You know that uh, Franco is half Brazilian. His mother is Brazilian. Mm -hmm. He said, look, as you know, I have a Brazilian side. And you know, having a Brazilian side, I like to party. Especially when <laughs> I... I think we spoke... Yeah, yeah. Especially when I am at home. So... Yep. Uh, I tried to push my Brazilian, I put my Brazilian uh, uh, side into the corner and I started <laughs> to work hard. And wow. once again, nice. once again, it's demonstrated that works at the end pays off. 
Yeah. You know, That's it. Hard, hard work, work. hard work, hard work. There, and no Morbidelli admitted this. I work hard, here I am. Good. That's pretty cool to see that be evident because I sit there when you say that and go, nah, I'd rather have some fun, but <laughs> it pays off and then he's going to get more out of it in the end, isn't he? Clearly he is, isn't he? Indeed. Nah, he's, he just looks so focused and so zen. He's Yeah, yeah, yeah no, and he's, he seems like you say that he had, I don't know, five, six caipirinhas on the bike before stopping because he finishes so relaxed, you know, so cool. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's no, a dude. Very cool indeed. He's a Did dude. you want to? I've got a couple of couple of listener questions, and I think uh, Andrew might have a couple as well. Did you want to dig into any of the other points before we go to the listener questions? Yes, Andrew? I would like look very quickly. Uh, Vinales, okay. I said that Vinales mm. played on the lottery, and I explain you something that you will immediately agree. Vinales on FP4 ses- session, that is the session that the rider used with. Uh, racing setup on the bike because it yep. happens at the same point than Sunday. He mm-hmm. did the whole session with the following tire combination. Hard in the front, medium in the back. He did the mm-hmm. whole session. Oh, that was obviously looked like that he was preparing his race. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Sunday morning in the warm up for the first time in the whole weekend, he he used hard and soft. Yeah, put a soft. Is that in. his choice or the team's choice? He he went out to ch- look. At the end, it's always the rider's choice because the rider can say, uh-huh. "I don't." They the team can suggest, but the decision is always down to the rider because he is the one mm-hmm. who sits on the bike. Okay, yeah. so he goes out with this H and S combination, and then in the warm up, after a few laps, with the temperature completely different that will be in the race, he decides to go out into the race with a tire choice that he had never tested before in the whole weekend. So it's basically a lottery. So what happened? Then how can he come out after the race and say, I don't understand. I had a lot Mm. of sliding. I had a lot of spinning. Hey, So, so you, you, that, you know, that was two, two things. Third time in three Grand Prix, he did a mistake. The first, mm, yeah. the first, that soft tire in the front. The second, crashing, uh, no, uh, yeah. missing the overtaking. The third mm-hmm. is, he's not mature yeah. enough. He's not, mm. he ta- it seems that's, to take always say. the wrong decisions. Exactly. Is that what it is? So it's two things that stand out for me. One, is, is it an immaturity thing for Maverick? And two... Is there, is there a lack of senior leadership management in the Yamaha team? Why is somebody, why is Lynn Jarvis not going, oh. hey, no, no you Stu, can't Lee, be doing Lynn, this because no, here's no, the no, data. No, no. L- 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 First, uh, Lynn Jarvis is a manager. He doesn't go down to technique. And then remember that Maverick had, um, the crew chief of Maverick is the one who is now with Franco Morbidelli. The problem yeah. is that this crew chief is a guy that at a certain point he says to the rider, enough, you won't do this, you won't do it my way because I have 30 years of experience. Yeah. And this Maverick didn't like, so he fired this guy. And this guy oh. was sent Oh, to how's that working out for you, Maverick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now Maverick ah. is surrounded by people who dare not to say no to Maverick. They're and this, yes, this is... Yeah. 
period. That's the point. No other. Wow. Silly boy. There's the scoop. There you go. Wow. He shouldn't have shaved. That's the problem. Shouldn't have shaved. Shouldn't have shaved. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Okay, Andrew, did did you want to run through a couple of listener questions? I do. I was just going to quickly ask one more thing about a point, if I may. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm meant to interrupt, aren't I? Um, Alex Rins. Alex Rins. Can we talk about yeah, how awesome legend. he is quickly? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did very well. Look, he, his uh, shoulder was really bad. He had a lot of pain. In fact, Sunday morning, he didn't go out into the warm-up because he was saving energy for the race. Mm-hmm. So, wow. And he did so well. And he went out with the same soft tire than Maverick Vinales. Yeah. But he finished fourth. And why? Mm -hmm. Because he had used the tire combination the whole weekend. And he had set up the bike. He had set up the bike for that tire and he knew that he should he could he had to administrate and at the end he finished fourth. Yeah. Very close, one or two laps more and he would have finished on the podium. So really as we say, it's evidence. If you do the work, you'll get the result. If, you know, of course, and Maverick if you don't, work on that soft tire. and if you don't play the Russian roulette, yeah, yeah. Mm. that's it. Yep. That's exactly oh, cool. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I just thought we had okay. to better touch on that because he was bloody. Yeah, yeah definitely. He's that's an incredible fantastic. person. And um, before right, so we do, actually, <gasps> before we do, I just want to put uh, put my hand up and go. The losers from the weekend, Ika Lekawona, <laughs> poor bugger <laughs> again. Hervé Poncheral was, was already ready to Poncheral him in the oh, face. Oh, how much trouble would He's, he have been he in? He said before this race, Ika has to finish this race, full stop. Doesn't care where he comes, he has to finish the race. And then he gets taken out. That was horrible. He got taken out by somebody else. That was terrible. And also, Joanne Mir was also my other big loser. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the same mm-hmm. here. Look, look uh, do a funny exercise when you have mm-hmm. a moment, you you pick up the race uh, standing, mm-hmm. right, from last Sunday, and turn it around. If you turn right. it around, the order is exactly the opposite than the last two years. Because <laughs> yeah. we see at the top, that now is the bottom, a Repsol Honda. Yeah. Repsol yep. Honda, yeah. which, which yeah. won last Educates. year. We saw, yep. we see uh, in the fourth position another Repsol Honda. We see yep. Maverick Vinales. We see uh, Dovizioso. We see mm-hmm. Cal Crutchlow. But they are all in yep. the bottom. You turn them around, it's the result from last year. And hang on. And yep. you see all these bikes are factory bikes. And yep. <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> What's happened to the world? At the bottom, you see uh, Franco Morbidelli, who did a disaster with Honda. You see mm-hmm. Johan Sarko, who was nowhere. You see Brand Binder, who didn't exist. And suddenly, <laughs> they are at the top. So, so yeah. it's like if we were down under, you know, that the... It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. The, yeah. They it's just turn around the classification. Yep. It's a crazy 2020 coronavirus cr- world that we live in. It's insane. <laughs> exactly. But it's it's oh like if God. we if somebody came and saw this, he said, hang on, in which planet are we here? You know? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, it's insane. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, Andrew, like I was just um, on social media. I've had a few people messaging me every weekend and I'm absolutely loving the interaction and 
everyone's just crazy excited and I've had a few saying to me, you know, what a season for you to get into this, Andrew. Like, you must just yeah. be mind blown. And yep. yeah, it's been bloody brilliant. Um, so I just did want to give a quick shout out to Steve um, and he's, he's sent me a picture of his um, lounge room and he's got motorbike parts and motorbikes and everything in his lounge room. Yep, and he sits there with his beer and um, he listens to our <laughs> podcast all the time. G'day, also, Steve. we've we've mentioned Yash before, but I have to give him a special shout out. I'm loving his messages. He's he's yeah all over it. He's a bloody Brilliant. champion. Um, we did have a question from another listener. This is anonymous. Um, they said that Fabio mentioned on social media that Michelin may have chosen the tire specs for the GP after KTM's test in July. And what was our opinion? Ha! Mm. Look, this is a, the answer is mm. very short. It's very short. Fabio, the only thing to, uh, he has to look at is where his teammate finished. Period. Ha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he's trying to excuse his own poor performance, possibly. Looking an excuse. No, saying that the Michelin ha- would have chosen a tire who matched all only to KTM, but uh, his mm. uh, argument with Morbidelli second place. Is mm. fake. Yep. It's fake. It's really Rossi right up there as well. Yeah. L- yeah. Look, yeah. look inside your own garage and not outside, Fabio. This time, mm-hmm. fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> we could all take a bit of that advice, couldn't we? Yeah, indeed. That was so very. I've got unwise. a question as well from a, from another anonymous listener. Uh, this one reads: Why did the factory Ducatis fail so badly when last year's bike was so competitive in the hands of Zarco? Is this a reflection on? Dovi and Petrux, the factory riders, or is it is there something else underlying? And this sort of gets to what you were talking about in one of your other points about big things happening in the background in Ducati, I suppose. Oh yes, look, uh, I think that Zarco's performance, really, I think that is an accident, because okay. Zarco, yep. Zarco is a rider that appears then disappears for three or four races, then he appears. Mm. So Zarco is the anti-consistency. So. I wouldn't <laughs> use Zarco as a reference. I would use, I rather would use uh, Banyaya, right? Banyaya got hurt mm-hmm. this weekend, uh, badly hurt. But until then, he was in the front while his uh, more experienced teammate, including Jack, were far in the yep. back. In the back. Mm. So mm-hmm. the, basically the problem, the big problem that uh, Ducati is facing are, is the new Michelin rear tire, okay? And Dovizioso uh, explained it very well. He said, look, we are managing this new rear tire, which gives us a lot of problems. We are managing this with the experience we had in the past, okay, with all the data. Because mm-hmm. how does it work, Andra? Look, the teams have so much uh, data that they say, this bike is sliding in third gear. So they go to the database and look, he said, uh, headline uh, sliding in third gear then they have a lot of points what they did in the past to correct it and what was the conclusion so they apply mm-hmm. the same to the situation this is why they have all this data and this doesn't work yeah. this doesn't work nothing what they have tried has worked in fact uh, mm-hmm. Dovizioso said an incredible sense, sentence he said we are out of control so imagine this wow. set by a factory with tens of engineers, with the most sophisticated mm. uh, uh, programs, you know. 
So what yeah. happens? Then you go to him and ask him, well, and what about Vanyaya? And then the answer is, <laughs> maybe his advantage is that he has no experience on the bike. So he and his team, they are, how do you say, searching in areas that we don't even think about. Mm. And yeah, this, yeah. May, this shows to be the right direction. But yeah. then what I don't understand is, look, I made an interview with the Michelin guys in February. And the, 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 mm -hmm. the engineer told me, look, the new tire will force the rider who ride more radical to change their riding style. They have to cut their aggressiveness and the bikes who are really built around this type of rider, which are Ducati and Honda, will have to change. This happened in February. We are in July and they are still yeah. lost, you know, and yeah. Honda, we don't know because Mark is not there. But mm -hmm. this is the explanation. And again, now next weekend we will have Austria. Mm -hmm. Austria is a Everyone's track where the Ducati high performance from Ducati. Yeah, and no other brand has won ever a Grand Prix at in that circuit. So mm -hmm. you can yeah, imagine the pressure if they don't win. That will be like the yeah. graveyard for for Ducati. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and so, and so yeah, uh, over the next few years, what does what does that look like for Ducati if they really do fall off a cliff like that? How how will that affect the team? Look, they have to fix it. It's it's easy. It's easy. Look, the mm -hmm. same way, the yeah. same way, Jorge Lorenzo changed his riding style from Yamaha to Ducati when he got there, and it took him one year and a half. The engineers have to adapt the things what they have. It's very yeah, easy. Andrew had a question. Oh no, I was going to take us off track with my question. I was just going to go, but what's going to happen next weekend? Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh. What is going to happen next weekend? I think we are just about out of time. Um, so we'll, we, I think we, we should wrap it up there realistically. But I think before we do, hey, yeah, what's going to happen next weekend? Let's let's go go around around each of us. So Manuel, what do you reckon is going to happen next weekend? Well, this is the typical thing. When you say something and it doesn't happen, you get a thousand of messages. Uh, <laughs> big mouth, you your big you mouth, you yes. think you throw everything, ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah. Typical, typical. I put my hundred euros on <laughs> Flar and he didn't win, it's your fault. No, but anyhow, well, it's clear that the KTMs will work, this is absolutely clear. Yep. It's clear that the Yamaha will suffer because they don't have always suffered there and they don't have enough power. It's also clear mm -hmm. that... Enough I, engines. I don't know <laughs> if Honda is going to be at the track, if they are even going to there because uh, <laughs> they just won't turn up <laughs> i think they we will see another uh, how do you say uh classification turnaround you know with the hondas at the top yes at the bottom yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah, the, we, the big question the big big question is about ducati that's the question that is i think that nobody can answer that is what they are now trembling in borgo panigale mm. about about that yep how quickly can they sort out those rear traction issues yeah exactly yeah. andrew what do you reckon well considering that i predicted who was going to win moto 2 last week i clearly you have did. no idea <laughs> i was so excited then i was like hang on andrew you know you don't really know what's going on here it was purely a guess yeah um this week i think that um we might see a win from tito 
you were smoking that broccoli. Yeah, but, but lots hey, of broccoli. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. But not as far. Well, if there. Johan can do it, then I clearly can. <laughs> and you, Stu, what do you think? I think it's going to be a KTM podium lockout. Wow. Ooh. One, two, three. Wow. I think. I think um, it's going to be. It's going to be Brad Bender, Paul Spargo. And uh, Miguel Oliveira on the podium. Uh, what? What about Ica? I, I thought Ica that you, that you were going to say Ica like what? <laughs> I reckon no. he might. I bet you he doesn't finish a race. Look, no, I, see, I really hope he does. Did, did you see Oliveira's lap times on the weekend? He was one of only four riders in that entire race. For the entire race, they never went into the two minutes. Wow. He was. 58s, 59s, the entire race. There's only four of them. There's Binder, Oliveira, Rossi, and Rins were the only four riders that didn't drop below uh, over two minutes. It was incredible. incredible Oh, yes. Oliveira's time will come, you know? Oh, yeah. Indeed. If he doesn't get knocked off. Look, uh, I think we we can stop here, but we have to open uh, our next uh, podcast. We have to talk about the new generation. If there is a change of generation Mm -hmm. arriving. And it I think that, that way, doesn't it? I think that after Austria that we have uh, seen Grand Prix racing in three different tracks, then we can do a uh, analyze if the mm. generation of Morbidelli, Quartararo, Binder, Mir, Bagnaia or Rins have arrived to send home the old guys. Yep. <laughs> Kick him out the door. Bring exactly. it on. Wonderful. Indeed we can. Andra, have you got some uh, some closing messages for our listeners? Um, if you like what you're hearing, please share, tell your friends, send us messages, follow us, rate us. Is that everything? Send uh, nudes. Yeah. No, like, no, 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 like, don't send nudes. Send nudes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we don't no, mind. No, 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 don't. We're hungry for any kind of attention, good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> um, no, yeah, please, please do rate us on your, on your favorite platform. Tell all your friends about us. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, um, let everybody know if you're not enjoying the podcast let us know and we can improve please we love your questions send us questions we love that um, it's been fantastic we do this purely for you um, get yourselves over to uh, PacinoGP.com what can they see over there at the moment Manuel what, uh, what have you been tapping away at on the website well there is uh, another good story that is very interesting look and I make it sh- I try to make it short you know what uh, the new Michelin tire <laughs> has basically how do you say when you, with the cards, when you do like... Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, <Yes. laughs> he was doing was, shuffling actions, it, everybody. I think it was a, shuffling. It was a cutting, it was a cutting motion. <laughs> tread. They cut you cutting tread into the tires. I thought you were no, shuffling. No, 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 no. no. They, the cards they had before, they have just put new cards in because the new tire has uh, changed the, the cards each uh, manufacturer has. You understand? Oh, right. Before, okay, yep. before, I'm lost. <laughs> before the tires were basically tires that were good for heartbreakers, Ducati and Honda. Yep. The new yep. generation of Ooh. tires, the new and their their way they work, is better for Yamaha and Suzuki. Now okay. the big question is: Has the has this been casual, or has somebody Dorna? sit down with Michelin and said, guys, we yep. want the racing more equal. Want to level the playing Ooh. field. Ah, That's it. Wow. Fantastic. That is, that is, and, and, that, and you've got a story about that on the website at the moment, have you? Or? Uh, well, I'm inventing the story. I have some ideas. 
<laughs> Beautiful. No, that'd be great. Honestly, I would I would love to read that story. That'd yeah, be but this so point of view, you get know, yourselves th- over. Is there anybody looking at this that way? No, but it's happening. Not yet. It's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be happening. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, get yourselves over to Pacino GP and uh, keep an eye on for that story and other ones to be coming out. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again, Manuel, Andra. It's been wonderful. Always um, a good meeting. Let's see what happens again in Austria. Okay, bye-bye. Thank see you, everybody. everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.